Another round of video game industry execs are earning their big lumps of coal this holiday season as layoffs continue, figuring up to over 7,000 positions lost so far in 2023. And the Game Award nominees were announced earlier this week. We're going to share our picks and our expectations for the show. All this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. You can find us on Fruit Lab, YouTube, and podcast services everywhere. My name is Iraq the Red, joined every single week by the bearded one. Full clip. What's up, dude? What's going on? Doing all right. How are you? If anybody's yeah, the bearded one between us. That's though. what I was thinking. As I said it, I'm looking at you. I'm like, man, that's a nice beard. And then I was like, the bearded one could be either of us. So really? it's really, um, it's confusing. I, I didn't mean to confuse everybody right off the start. A couple of bearded gents, but that's okay. Yeah, doing all yeah. right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very much uh, looking forward to the weekend. Um, it's been a long week, but I am I'm good. I've been playing some fun games. I've been getting stuff done um, in preparation for the the winter months. So, you know, a lot's going on here. So I feel, nice. I feel comfortable, I feel confident, and I'm excited to chat with you tonight. Um, yeah, how you been? Pretty good. You stocking up on, like, beer and smoked meats and stuff like that for the winter? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I definitely do need to stock up more on beer. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I'm ready to drink a lot this weekend, and I have not enough beer. So. Yeah. I've been doing all right, and I, I broke the curse, I'm happy to say. I got back into a game, um, played a game called Simple Game, and put out a video on that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I saw that video. This game is so strange. Yeah, yeah. The idea is, like, the name is is a joke. It's not a simple mm-hmm. game. Uh, so far, it's, I've played see, through, like, three simple. distinct worlds. Yeah, yeah, on the surface. Right. Yeah. I like that. So it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was, I was I watching your video. I was like, um, I I had no idea what was coming next. I'm like yelling at the, I'm yelling at the screen. I'm like, do oh, yeah. this, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it it's fun. like it's it's a mysterious game. You're not really supposed to know what's going on, but it's it's puzzles and stuff. And you really until like you see stuff like, oh, there's a key on this dude's back, and that opens a door, and there's a code inscribed somewhere in the level. It it's really a game that's made me have to stop and really think about things for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it was definitely a, a a thinker, and like it's not like a puzzle where it's you know you could solve it. It's so random, like yeah. you just have to find stuff. It's more like a, a search for things where you have to find them and you know figure out what the hell's happening. I'm glad you're back to gaming, even if it is just some weird, uh, simple game. Yeah, uh, I've been obsessed with um. Hard space, hard space shipbreaker. Still, I'm like still taking apart ships. Now they're getting really big. They're getting massive. But oh, yeah. uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then I started playing uh, a game called Lake that I've had for a while, and I never played it. It's like uh, it's set in the '80s. You play as a, a male lady, and you just drive around this like nice town. It's kind of like um, I don't know. It's like a Hallmark movie that you play out because I saw there was a um a dlc coming up for it called like season's greetings and it mm. makes it christmas time there and it yeah. looks uh real cozy i remember so. the trailer for this one it looked interesting yeah yeah it's real i mean all it is is you just deliver mail and talk to people and then like decide what you want to do after work and stuff like that it's just it's real simple real slow just so slow um this is a legitimate uh simple game and um and I started playing a new game in between those. A game uh, just came out called Lucky Hero. And what this is, it's right up my alley because it's like a, it's kind of like a deck building roguelite type thing. But it's like with a, um, uh, like a, uh, what do you call those things? A, a, 
when you like gamble slot machine, slot machine. <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> i'm going uh i'm going crazy yeah it's like a slot machine where you you know you spin the wheel and then like all the things come up that you could use so you could attack yeah. and you could block and it's dependent upon what comes up on the slot machine so um it's it's really fun it reminds me a lot of slay the spire uh in terms of its kind of gameplay but it has this total luck based rng uh situation going on so i just saw a trailer that was exactly like this is in this game on that slot machine can you combine different things to like form better weapons and craft them into better things yeah so if there's like a book that you have that has some sort of a power and if it lands yeah. next to a weapon then it upgrades that yeah so yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, I i haven't done uh uh too much i played it about an hour it just came out today as, as of this recording so i put it about an hour in it and like i'm really jonesing i like i got the, the feeling to go back and, and play some more because it is that thing you die you start over again you know but then you just get get right back at it jump yeah. on the horse you know what i mean um so yeah i've been enjoying my gaming like i've been playing spider-man 2 also but uh everything i'm playing right now i'm really i'm really loving so, i don't know where you find the time dude it's been <laughs> rough i've been so the steam deck has been coming to bed with me lately <laughs> and i'll i'll fall asleep playing it so yeah. like i'm i'm in there just breaking ships down and i'm just like Ugh. the problem is though i fell asleep the other night and so with this game you have like this uh grappling hook type thing if you pull it one direction so there's it's you're just floating in space but i must have been pulling something and it was still attached to the main ship that i was in so all of a sudden i'm sleeping and i like wake up and the whole ship that i'm in that i'm working on slowly meticulously taking apart these pieces the whole ship went into the into the disposal area and all wow. of a sudden it's, just, it's given me all these like you know all the the money that i earned but also at the same time all the stuff that wasn't supposed to go in there i had like negative scores and i was oh, like wow. oh, no, okay I, I cannot play this game when i'm like half asleep because yeah i just or i'm just floating out there and i run out of oxygen it, it's it's been you know i'm a i'm a little addicted to that game yeah i've been looking more into it because you told me at the very beginning that it was right up my alley and, and the more you tell me about it the more it seems that's definitely true but uh <clears throat> yeah i think on steam it's like 35 dollars. so i think you got a hell of a deal with the humble bundle yeah it, it's in this month's bundle so i mean you could go i mean pick that up and uh it's a bunch of great games in there you get it for like 12 bucks or um if you work a little magic, probably like eight bucks. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, if you're interested, go that route because you'll get that and a bunch of other fantastic games that came this month. All right. Should we move this show on the road? Yeah, let's get to it. All right. Let's talk about our new releases from last week. All right. First up, Forza Customs came out November 14th on iphone and android yeah it's a mobile forza game but it's not that at all because right. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been playing this right i have not yeah. played it i started this a couple days it. ago um it, yeah you're right it's got a lot of people pissed off because it is forza in name only it is mm -hmm. sort of a rebranded candy crush but you know those games those, those simple match three games can never be that simple anymore you got to have the mansion in the background that that it's yeah. dilapidated and you're fixing it up so that's how this works you don't ever actually get to race the cars you get to look at them and that's kind of cool and you know i'm not hating on this game because i think if if you want a cool time wasting game where it's a match three it's like that i'd rather be looking at cool custom cars and you do actually get to do a little customization and make it your own within limits you might have like three options for one thing five options for another thing you might only be able to paint the car one out of four different options. Um, but you can make something kind of unique there. And as far as like the time-wasting element, it's good. It's as good as Candy Crush or any other game of this genre. It's just this one has cool car stuff in it instead of a old mansion you have to rebuild. Yeah. It's funny. When you go to the like the page on, on the, the App Store, there's, one, there's maybe eight screenshots of the game and the last one is the match three aspect right of it. The and that's how the trailer was cars. too yeah 
which like I was initially, I was sold. I was like, I don't care about these cards. And then I saw the match three and I'm like, I'm getting this game. I downloaded it. I'm going to play it. I'll let you know how it goes. But yeah, I love match three games. That's the, that's my most, that and like solitaire are my like favorite, like time waster games. If I'm like, you know, on the toilet or uh, in the car or something. Yeah. I stick with those two. Yeah. You tell me if this one gets you hooked because it, I've been playing it pretty regularly throughout the day. Nice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out uh, in between all the other uh, random things I'm playing. Uh, and another one that I plan to be playing very soon, Teardown, came out November 15th on PS5 and Xbox X and S. So a story about Teardown. This was one of the games, when it was first shown, this, is, this gave me the most FOMO for PC gaming out of anything. I really yeah. wanted Teardown. Uh, it was one of the first games that I wish listed on Steam when I got my Steam Deck, and um, and I still never have like I never bought it just because I've been waiting for a sale and that sort of thing. And now it's out on console and it's available day one through the um, PlayStation Plus Extra package. So yeah. I was very excited for this. Oh, same. Like I mean, I wish I had PlayStation Plus or Xbox. Uh, well, whatever it's out on right now. Because it has been on my Steam wish list for like three years now. Nice. Yeah. So what it is, it's like um, it's a fully destructible and interactive world. It's like a voxel world. And you have to plan these heists. And you can do the heists in any way that you see fit by blowing up walls or like creating paths to get to somewhere. Um, It looks so cool. There's 40 missions in the campaign to do. Once you complete the mission... Uh, it opens up that area in like a sandbox mode. So you could just go in there and smash stuff and just, you know, just play around with that world. And on top of that, then there's these challenges that are constantly changing and, and uh, you know, having you focus on doing things different ways. So there's a lot in this game. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And the, the, the physics, the way it works, like the water and everything, it's all really well thought yeah. out. So, yeah, I'm excited. Finally. I mean, it's, I guess, like, it feels like it came out of, like, a long time. I think it was in early access for a while. Yeah. Because I looked, and it was, like, the official release was just last year. And I was like, no, I've been looking at this game for a while. Yeah. So. I think on PC, they're even getting, like, a Time Traveler DLC and everything else. I'm not sure if that's going to be available on console right away or in the future. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Another one that looks fun. Uh, the Last Faith. Came out November 15th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, S, and Nintendo Switch. Basically, you got Blasphemous, you got Bloodborne, you got Castlevania. Just mix those three together, and you got The Last Faith. It's um, a Metroidvania slash Souls-like. It's like this beautiful pixel art, very dark and gothic. um, And you just... You just go through, you got all these super cool weapons, spells, the enemies look amazing, and the bosses, like, you know, same, like, Dark Souls style, really cool, epic bosses. This one looks, uh, this one looks fantastic. And then lastly, Super Mario RPG came out November 17th for the Nintendo Switch. This is a remake of the Super Nintendo game, Super Mario RPG. Is that one you ever played? I don't think so. Yeah, um, everybody loved it. This one is getting great reviews. Uh, it's a turn-based role-playing game with the Super Mario characters. You know, what's not to love? Yeah, sort of that old, like, Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo style of turn-based. Yes, yep, yeah, and it is it is Square, uh, I believe, and Nintendo working together. Um, if I'm, if I, I, I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly. But, um, yeah, it is. This is definitely one that I would like to pick up at some point uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It's hard with all these these Nintendo games that come out because these are the games that I'd wait for a sale. And these yeah. games never go on sale, you know? Right. They ask a little much for this remake of a Super Nintendo game with slightly better graphics. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it. I'm sure it's going to do well because it's, you know, it's a beloved game. And yeah. it's also, you know, the first time you could play it without dusting off your your super nintendo you know so i'm sure you could you probably got a super nintendo that you could uh play it on but well i 
there are other ways no. to play older games like that no. that I'd probably no, resort to before paying for this one. That's a good point. My question was, I guess, do you have a Super Nintendo? Yeah. I knew you would. You got all those retro retro uh, consoles. Yeah, try all to right, keep one of everything if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. All right, that's it for our new releases from this past week. Some good games, some games I'm very excited for. Um, but now it's time for our news of the week. All right, the Game Awards nominees were just announced, and we got a lot to talk about. I figure as we're talking about the nominees for all the categories, let's give our thoughts, let's give our picks for who we think is going to take home the big W. That's a that's win, big win, not wiener. Um, in all the nominations, and I'll, I'll keep track of it. Uh, whoever wins has to, um, I don't know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and dirty, vote while we're doing this. Oh. Okay, good, good, good. All right, I'm going to skip the the esports content creator stuff, um, and we'll work our way up to the big to the big dog. Gotcha. Um, first up, most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken Eight. What is your most anticipated game? GTA Six. So- it's not on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it missed uh, the cutoff. Yeah, I'd say so. It's probably still not actually technically it's not announced, announced. Really, yeah, yeah. Good. Call. Out of those games, like I don't even have a preference. No, no, no not really not, looking not forward to any of this. I know this is trouble. I mean, this year had so many games that were that were exciting. Um, Hades two, I think, will probably get the win, um, just because um, you know it's been in development. It seems like for people have been waiting forever. Um, so that's my pick, but I don't have a horse in this race as well. What are you going to pick for your official vote? You're going to cast on your ballot. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws looks good. I would right. play it. Um, but Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is so weird, and I've wanted to play one of those games for a long time. Uh-huh. I think i got to go with Star Wars Outlaws. Okay. I loved um, Solo, and I feel like yeah. this is the game that's going to be most like that experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think um i don't know i know very little about uh any of these games all right best adaptation this one i feel like we don't even need to talk about but the nominees were castlevania nocturne gran turismo the last of us super mario brothers movie and twisted metal um like the last of us is winning it like we all know oh. that the, the last of us is gonna win it over so. my dead body the super mario brothers movie all right, I will. This is the only other one I feel like that has a shot at winning it. But The Last of Us was, I mean, it was amazing. Hey, and I love Twisted amazing. Metal. Did you ever go back to that one? Uh, no, I oh, I forgot about it. I just thought about it yesterday. I was like, hey, we never finished Twisted Metal. Yeah, um, that doesn't bode so, well. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, best multiplayer. Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Wonder. It's weird to think of Baldur's Gate 3 as a multiplayer game, but it is. Yeah. I've had some great fun playing it with uh, with some friends, but you don't automatically think that. Um, yeah, this is a tough one, too. I think like the, the one that feels the most like multiplayer is Party Animals, Yeah, but... I did play some Super Mario Wonder um, with uh, with my nephews, and there were four of us playing it, and we had a blast. So I'm going to give it to Super Mario. The only one on the list I've played is Baldur's Gate 3, and I haven't played the multiplayer. I think out of, uh, just, just because of that, I, I've got to go with Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. I also, think... I'm surprised there's no Call of Duty on this list this year. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of those big ones. We're going to see it throughout... Um, are you know are missing you know they're they're absent and I like it <laughs> um, yeah. like this one um, best sports and racing game or not and racing game or racing game uh, EA Sports FC twenty four uh, F one twenty three Forza Motorsport Hot Wheels Unleashed two Turbocharged and the Crew Motorfest so you've got no 
you know, no Madden, no NBA, no wrestling. Like, it's great. I love it because those are the ones that are, I feel like are always on oh. these things. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked to see the AEW game on this list, though. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a great game, but I would have voted for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, on this one, I've got to go with the the only one that I would really pick up out of this list. Maybe Hot Wheels, but the Crew Motorfest. The Crew, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hot Wheels. That is the, the the most fun that I've had in a racing game in a long time. Um, not I haven't played the second one, but from what I've seen, it's just more the same from the first one, which I did play and had a blast doing. Um, next up, Best Sim slash Strategy Game, Advanced Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. These aren't my these aren't my type of games, so I don't know. I'm just gonna spew something that I've heard throughout uh, and say Pikmin Four. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Company of Heroes Three because I have the key for that game. I've never played it, but oh jeez, maybe it'll make my key more valuable. Yeah, or it encourage you to go play it. Right. Uh, best family game: Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin Four, Sonic Superstars. And Super Mario's Brothers Wonder. Okay, Disney game. Illusion Island. Do you remember anything about that game? Because I feel like I heard of its announcement and then never saw it. No, didn't even know it I existed. Thought, initially, when I saw this, I thought it was that one, like um, Dreamlight Valley. Yes, that's what I thought it was. But this one, no, I'm not familiar with it. Um, so I'm going to go back to the the fun that I had with my family playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I'll go with you, because you know that's probably the best game on this list. Yeah, except if Disney Illusion Island is amazing and we just uh, have like some sort of a yeah, a block. Uh, best fighting game, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. I've never heard of God of Rock until I saw this right here. Yeah. And it's a picture of a guy with just really big hair, and I want to go see it now. Uh, my pick is Street Fighter Six. I'd have to go with you. I've not played any of these, but I did see your play of the beginning of Street Fighter Six, and I love the customization. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy customization, uh, and a great story, and uh, definitely some good fighting. Okay, best RPG. I feel like this is the the tightest, hardest category uh, this year. It's Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Lies of P. Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Now, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win anything, any category it's in, especially the role-playing game category. Yeah. Um, And I'm a little disappointed that Lies of P is in this category because um, I think it's not really a role-playing game. There's not a lot of choices you make. There's some... um, like skill trees and stuff like that, some upgrades, but that's that's it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, the only one I've played, uh, yet again, is Baldur's Gate 3, but I did hope to try Sea of Stars, and at some point I know I'll play Starfield. But, yeah. I mean, the one I chose to buy this year is the one I chose to buy for a reason, and I have to go with Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... Um... The oats are, I mean, that's a ton of great, ton of great role-playing games listed there. It's unfortunate that just this is the year that Baldur's Gate 3 came out, you know? Yeah. Um, best action uh, adventure game, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is another insane category. Like, I don't know. This could go a lot of ways. Tears of the Kingdom... Spider-Man, this, you know, Alan Wake 2 is, uh, from everything I've heard, that's not what I've played, but it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to give this one to Spider-Man 2, just because I think um, this is the really the only one it's going to have a shot in, and I'd like to get something. Mm, yeah, I just don't know. if If I'm going for, like, what we think will win rather than what we yeah. think deserves it because I haven't yeah. played any of these. Once again, I, I would probably go with the legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. And the only thing that makes me not want to do that is because it's a sequel 
Everybody says it's more of the same. You're just voting for, uh, what was the last one? Breath of the Wild again. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, but I do feel like this is Tears of the Kingdom, you know, this is, again, in a year where Tears of the Kingdom came out, this might be that game's only chance to, to win an award. It's weird, you know? Yeah, yeah strange. Um, best action game, Armored Core, uh, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Um, this is another one where it's, I don't know. Let me see. For the best game in the action genre, focus primarily on combat. Okay. So this is all about the combat. Hi-Fi Rush has some really awesome combat rhythm uh, style. Ghost Runner 2, that's, you know, parkour-based combat. I'm going to go with Armored Core just based on, like, I have, again, I haven't played this game, but I'm hoping to very soon, and it looks so cool. Yeah, I had high hopes for Dead Island 2. I hear that it didn't really work out so well. Um, but you know, I'm going with my giant mechs, armored core. You always, you, yeah, you have to, you have to. Yeah. All right, best VR slash AR: Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. Some great games here as well. Um, Horizon Call of the Mountain was it really blew me away. The how good the game world was everything about it the touch the haptics like it was just such a such an amazing game that's my pick i'd go with resident evil village because that game seems to be the most like i mean i saw reddit r slash gaming change to resident evil village uh yeah. subreddit for a few weeks there yeah absolutely um all right best mobile game final fantasy 7 ever crisis hello kitty island adventure honkai star rail Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going with right. Honkai. Going with Monster Hunter Now. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Didn't know that Hello Kitty existed, but I might have to look into that. You're going to look it up now. I know you are. When you're done playing Forza, you could go to the Hello Kitty Island Adventure. All right. Next up, best debut indie game, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. This is a tough one too. What do you? Th- what are your thoughts? Well, I thought Cocoon was actually supposed to be a follow up to like Inside and uh, its successor, but maybe this was just a spiritual successor. Um, so I don't know about these. Uh, these like all of them are very, very unique. Yes. Yeah. Um, they they are. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Pizza Tower because I watched my buddy play that on stream for a while and. It gave me a feeling of like the early '90s, going to the public library and playing some Earthworm Jim or something. That's amazing. Yeah, everybody loves Pizza Tower. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cocoon. I only played a few hours of it, but it was a it was a very very well made game. The aesthetic, the puzzles, the soundtrack, like everything in it was really really well done and like you know very meticulously crafted. So we'll go with that one. Even though I love Dredge. Uh, best independent game, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Now, this one was getting a lot of, um, you know, people were, were complaining a little bit about this one because Dave the Diver was created by Mint Rocket. Mint Rocket is owned by Nexon, which is this big, uh, you know, company. So they were like, you know, annoyed that that was in this thing, but it's still the studio is a small, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's how you define independent, I guess. And I don't know, you know, what that means. This is, it's still a very small studio. I don't think they were giving, given like tons of capital to create this, this game, but I don't know. I don't know what, how they, they judge what's independent really, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, what do you think for this one? Well, let me ask you, and you'll be my litmus test here. You you played Dave the Diver, right? Yeah. Have you played Sea of Stars? Mm-hmm. Which one would you go back to now if you had both on your PlayStation or Xbox, and you could only oh, choose one? man. This is, like, so already this is a tough category. Like, I love all of these games. Um, and Sea of Stars, like, to me, Dave the Diver, I probably had the most fun with out of all of them. Sea of Stars is a very well-crafted game. 
um, great RPG. But Dave the Diver has so much wackiness and different gameplay, and it really like it's so different and fun. Yeah, uh, that's why it's my pick for this category. I'll go with Dave the Diver too. Then I mean that's between these two, it's just whichever one comes on sale first. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, best community support. Uh, this is recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. This one, to me, oof. It could go either way. Larian was amazing talking about their patches and how they were planning on support this and fleshing it out. But Cyberpunk yeah. 2077, dude, they took Cyberpunk 2077 from what it was and made it what it is now. And I think that's a that's a whole nother level that CD Projekt Red and they were they were talking to everybody the whole time. The 1.5 patch, the 2.0 patch, and then Phantom Liberty. Like, you know, it's a whole new game. So I'm gonna go with Cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, when I read more about like what this category means i feel like it's more baldur's gate 3 you know i'm a cyberpunk 2077 stand mm -hmm. but i'm going with baldur's gate 3 i like it i like it all right next up best ongoing um apex legend cyberpunk 2077 final fantasy 14 fortnite and genshin impact it's weird that cyberpunk is in this because it doesn't seem to really fit with the other ones yeah, you know, I guess others, are the games as a service more so? I don't know about Final right, Fantasy. Right, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely are. Um, but, you know, they all have battle passes and that sort of thing. Like in Cyberpunk, it's been ongoing. They've been doing these updates. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like it really fits in here. I feel like when you've got Fortnite with what Fortnite's been doing, I think I, I'm always going to pick Fortnite. Yeah. Content that e evolves the player experience over time. i got to give Cyberpunk a vote somewhere so here yeah yeah you were voting for cyberpunk for game of the year so that was your write-in um <laughs> yes. so yeah of 2023 yes yeah i guess when you say you the content that evolves the player experience over time and that's what cyberpunk did you know through patches and and updates and stuff which is not i guess it's not part of the game but that's what they did so yeah i don't know it could go either way uh games for impact that's for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. We got A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sinar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chaya, Terra Nil, and Venba. I haven't played any of these games, so... Um, oh, go I thought the... you played Venba. Um, Isn't that oh, like the I did... Canadian cooking? I started it. I played maybe less than an hour. so uh -huh. And I liked it, but not enough to really form an opinion. Um, and I did play a little Chaya, too, actually. Um, but I'm going to go Goodbye Volcano High just because I like anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Going to Terra Nil. Uh, I like the art style. Innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Now, I'm unfamiliar with how a lot of these games did that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to pick um, Street Fighter again. Same here. I mean, all right. Because if you can customize your character to be anything, then you will. Be There's got to be, exactly. There's got to be accessibility uh, somewhere. Best performance. This is for the voiceover acting. Uh, motion and or performance capture ben star for final fantasy 16 cameron monahan for star wars jedi survivor idris elba for cyberpunk melanie libird for alan wake 2 neil newbond for baldur's gate 3 and yuri lowenthal for marvel spider-man 2 no one is better than ben star as clive in final fantasy 16 his voice just like dude he's got this deep amazing voice and it just drops your panties instantly have to take your word for it on that uh, yeah. neil noob noob on a baldur's gate there do you happen to know what character he played he played a Aster stereon okay 
wasn't crazy about that character. And then Idris Elba, I feel like when you put those superstar celebrities into a game, it almost breaks immersion. Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I don't know. I'll give it to Spider-Man 2 just because I haven't given any votes over there yet. All right, there you go. He was great in it too. I mean, Yuri's uh, always great in everything. Best audio design, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Um, again, I haven't played many of these games. Hi-Fi Rush, though, the whole point of that is like the audio and getting all the, you know, fighting in sync with the beat. So I feel like yeah. I got to give it to that. I'll go with you there. I can't imagine there's anything too special on these other ones. Spider-Man yeah. 2 have like a really killer soundtrack or something. Yeah, and that's a different category. There's a soundtrack uh, category. Uh-huh. This is more for like in-game audio. So like I guess like the creepy sounds in Dead Space and Resident Evil. So I don't know. I don't know how creepy those sounds could possibly be. But here you go. Best score and music. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Again, I know this one for a fact. Um, Final Fantasy 16, that's the one game where I was like, the soundtrack like just moved me. I was like, in dude, it was so powerful to, at times. So that's my pick. Yeah, from Baldur's Gate 3, I really don't single out the music as a memory. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, good. Like, I've definitely like made note of being like, okay, it's good, but it's not really blowing me away. Um, like Tears of the Kingdom or... or final fantasy for the reasons you said hi-fi rush on the previous one i'll go with that on this one yeah i think that's a good choice as well all right best art direction alan wake 2 hi-fi rush lies of peace super mario brothers wonder and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom this one is another tough one i've never played alan wake 2 but like everything i've seen the art looks amazing in that hi-fi rush is cool because it's like um that animated style in a 3d world but i think super mario brothers wonder like when you get one of those wonder flowers and shit goes like bonkers i think that's like the coolest part i'm gonna pick super mario brothers gotcha i feel like the nintendo games aren't really offering anything new that we haven't seen that's a good previous ones yeah Um, it's still just a side-scrolling you know platformer ultimately and I'm always a sucker for Victorian era and steampunk, so Liza P for me on this one. All right. Best narrative, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Oof. I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is a very good story, but it's based on art. I mean, I guess it's not really our choices because it's already written in there. So, I don't know. Do you give it to something like Baldur's Gate 3 because of the amount of narrative in there? Like, there's so many choices and so much going on. Or something like Cyberpunk or Alan Wake that the quality is probably better. Yeah, main story through Baldur's Gate 3 might not be that impressive when you're taking like a thousand yard stare at it. But right, just the intricacy and how insanely you as the player are able to change things and shape the way this goes. I think Baldur's Gate 3 got a lot of praise this year because they did something outstanding with that. Yep, I'm with you. Because, yeah, when you really think about it, the amount of narrative, as much as you want to dig in, is there. You could talk to every single NPC, every single character in the game. Even the animals. giving you something back. Even the animals. All right, next up, best game direction. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think um, same thing that we said for the last one. I'm going to say for this one, say Baldur's Gate 3. Same here, because, I mean, that's that's a really hard category to choose without having played all of the games. Yeah. Um, and then our game of the year, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, before we get into our pick, is there anything on this list that you think is is missing, or you're surprised that it's not there? I don't know. Like, why are they all AAAs when we saw such good indie games? Like, I know. Some people might have voted for Dave the Diver, because I hear so much about that game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, like, when you compare them in terms of, the you know, the breadth of everything... 
You know, you've got these huge games that tell these amazing stories. And David the Diver is so much fun to play. But, like, yeah, what determines a game of the year? Is it, is it how fun it is to play? Or is it, like, the whole package? You know, like you're, like a movie. You know, is this, like, the Oscars, the best picture of, you know? That's so, hard to say. It's like, does Minecraft deserve to ever be a game of the year? I don't know if it ever was. But yeah. when it's, like, the best-selling video game since... Tetris. I feel like uh, even indie games have a shot at this, or should have a shot at this. Out of this list, I mean, I gotta go with Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I am with you. This was, I mean, it changed It changed gaming, it changed the way that studios yeah. approach developing games. Um, it's, it made it's, studios apologize to us ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the, the greatest games that has been out in, in many, many years just for what it has done for gaming in general um, and, and how big it is and how, how you could approach it in so many different ways and kind of make your own uh, uh, way around it. So, right. yeah, and, I think um, – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, especially – I mean, considering that this should be a really niche game. This should be like – it should have the audience of an RTS game as a CRPG. That's not everybody's cup of tea, but somehow they made a product that is, uh, you know, you get over it when you're not used to that camera angle or that style of combat. So many people have nothing but positive stuff to say about this game. Yep. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's definitely people that normally would never play this game are, are like, okay, yeah, this game, I get it. This game is awesome. And it is like even fans that like, you know, you would think that this is like strictly a, a Dungeons and Dragons type, you know, crowd, like, but it's yeah. got so much more it offers. So, and I think a lot of that, a lot of people were drawn into the, because you could have sex with a bear and then they just stayed for the fun. That's story. mainly it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we've said enough about the game awards nominees for right now. I want to know what you thought uh, do you agree with our picks? I want to know what your picks are. Send them in to us. Let us know. And then uh, December 7th? December 10th? Seven, December 7th is the Game Awards. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about all the big winners and the big announcements there. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's right around the corner. We're getting real close. All right, but let's move on. Let's talk about our the um, subscription service catalogs. We're updated, or we're getting our, our, our next update um, this week. So PlayStation Plus game catalog for November, the extra and premium packages. Uh, they're getting Teardown, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, Mobile Suit Gundam, Extreme versus Maxi Boost on Dead Island, Riptide, Definitive Edition, Super Liminal, Ayudin Chronicle, Rising, Nobunga's Ambition, Taishi, Alternate Jake Hunter, Day Dallas, The Awakening of Golden Chess. What the fuck are the names of these games? <laughs> Teardown. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. Teardown's going to be dope. Super Liminal is a fantastic um, puzzle game that I've been wanting to play. And then, yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on for you, right? You're excited for that one? That's big in Japan, but man, they, they make some crappy Gundam games. That's not for me. Oh, okay. What is it? Why? I don't understand. It's like an arena fighter, I guess. It sounds um, intense. Just the name alone freaks me out. Yeah. And then yeah, from this the, list, like Teardown's pretty awesome. I'd love to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Teardown's going to be dope. Um, and then, oh, and River City Melee, Mock. Mock. I don't know what these games are. And then the premium uh, catalog gets uh, Grandia, Jet Moto, Up, Klonoa, Fantasy, Reverie, Series, and Parappa the Rapper 2. Uh, and then Game Pass, Wave 2. It's a little bit of a smaller list after the, the giant one we read last, uh, last week. Um, but Persona 5 Tactica is a day one game that's out now. And uh, Dune Spice Wars comes out November 28th. And Roller Drome also comes November 28th. Uh, I'm excited to check out Persona 5 Tactica. I dabble 
in tactics games, and I don't always love them, but this one, it's got the characters from Persona 5, so you know they're great characters, and then I've heard that it's a little bit of a more simpler style tactics game, so it's a little bit more open to, you know, to people like my dumbass going in there and playing it, so. I was into that roller drone. Uh, something about the style kind of pushes me back. It looks like it's like 70s beige and yeah, uh, something, but the gameplay looks pretty cool. I played it for, I played a couple hours of it and it is, it's hard. Like it's harder than I thought. I think you would probably be better at it because it's very much, um, it's kind of, it's got like kind of the, um, Tony Hawk style, um, you know, gameplay. And I've seen you shred some sweet Tony Hawk combos, but at the same time you're doing that, you have to, you know, kill these people. So it's strange. It's strange. And like you get your, gun like reloads faster if you kill i don't know it's a whole thing um but then leaving this month uh november 30th anvil battlefield 1943 battlefield bad company battlefield bad company 2 disc room eastward and grid are all leaving at the end of this month which um disc room i put a lot of time into disc room and it is just like this top-down room where there's hundreds of discs spinning about like murderous discs and you have to just move your little character around and it is addicting and it's like that whole one more time thing um but my son he just loves watching me play it because he wants to collect all the the discs and find all the secrets all right next up what's kind of becoming a regular segment on this show and it's a real big bummer um we got more layoffs a lot more layoffs coming to the industry here the first one from the digital bros they sound like a cool like i was like who are digital bros and then i realized sell me a cryptocurrency (laughs) exactly that's what i thought i'm like what up bro and i just didn't like them right from the start i'm like they're laying off people they're digital bros but then it's like it's actually probably digital brothers it started in 1989 before anybody said bros and um there are they're eliminating Roughly 30% of its total global workforce. I'm unsure of exactly how many layoffs that is. Um, probably quite a few. But they're the parent company to 505 Games. This is the reason that we all care. They got a bunch of other gaming uh, companies. But 505 Games is the biggest one. And um, here, I want to read real fast the quote that they gave for the reason for the layoffs. The video game market has evolved since the pandemic to be more selective in terms of new games, with consumers increasingly reverting to well-established intellectual properties and playing these same games for longer periods. Digital Brothers' strategy has has, has had to adapt to this new and evolving competitive scenario and will focus its efforts moving forward on the release of sequels and new versions of previously successful and established games with a limited number of new, larger budget productions. So, um... They're just going to be making sequels and remakes and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know. Now, is, is that new to us that, you know, when you pay $70 for a game, you want to play it for a while and you don't have time for every little game that comes out? Yeah. I think they're just butthurt because Crime Boss Rock hey City didn't <laughs> yeah. really pan out for them. But um, at the same time, like they're, um, they have a large stake in the developer of Payday 3 which is a sequel to an established game that is not doing well. So yeah. I don't know. I think they're just talking out their ass. <laughs> but Yeah, and we're going to see a few more excuses as we go down the list. And just rest assured, it's all our fault as the consumer. <laughs> true, true. Uh, next up uh, was one that uh, I was really bummed to see. Humble Bundle, they had to lay off uh, a bunch of their people. Now they're not a huge company. But they are, you know, they put out some, a lot of, like, the strange games that I, like, really adore. And, you know, this was a bummer to to hear about that. Next up. Hold um, up, hold up. Still think that discount was was worth it? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, But, yeah, next up, we don't care so much about this one because it's the big bad guys at Amazon. I'm kidding. It still sucks for the 180 people that Amazon Games just laid off. Um, now these were not from the development side. So this was from, uh, crown channel, which is their Twitch, uh, streaming team. And, um, hang on, there's something else. 
Oh, and game growth was the other division that they was from. So, uh, quote from this, the leadership team and I have made the difficult decision to close two of our initiatives, Crown Channel and Game Growth. We're also refocusing our efforts for Prime Gaming. We've listened to the, our customers and we know delivering free games every month is what they want most. So we were refining our Prime benefit to increase our focus there. With these changes in our business approach come changes to our resourcing, resulting in the elimination of just over 180 roles. So, yeah. They had to lay off 180 people so that you can get free games. You greedy sons of bitches. Um, who else? Embracer Group. This is another big one. Uh, they are laying off uh, over 900 people. Now, we talked about them a bunch not too long ago about their rapid um, giant kind of expansion that they did. They were buying up everything and... It really didn't pay off. The kind of the the other shoe was set to drop at some point, especially after there was a two billion dollar deal that they were working on with the Saudi Arabia um, government investment group, and that didn't pan out. So that didn't work, and then you know now come the cuts. So very unfortunate because Embracer Group owns a lot of the development uh, companies and publishers that I really enjoy: THQ Nordic, Gearbox. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that's affecting people going forward. And then, um, lastly, not official yet, but Sega is threatening to lay off, um, a bunch of people because of union talks. And it's always the QA testers, you know, they're always out there trying to unionize and they're, they're not, you know, they're not getting very lucky these qa testers but um yeah we'll see what happens here this is reported by gamesindustry.biz um but they said yeah that sega is um you know they're looking to eliminate 80 people in the um in the bargaining unit there for the union talks so yeah so if this really is like legitimately illegal anti-union activity that Sega is uh, doing, um, they couldn't have had better timing because if it goes to court, they're going to look at, they're going to point to all the examples we just went over and we've been going over for weeks and saying, this is where the industry is going. These layoffs are very, very normal right now. Yeah. Yeah. It really is unfortunate. Well, you know, I don't believe, you know, I, I, when it's the, the large corporations versus the people trying to create a union to protect their jobs, I will never, ever believe the corporations and say, like, oh, it's just coincidence. It's just timing. It's like, it's bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy. I really, I hope all these people affected, you know, can bounce back and get a job. But when you're seeing layoffs across the entire spectrum of gaming, like, where – where do they go? You know, it's tough. So hopefully um, they could all, maybe they're all getting great severance packages. At least Amazon people better get some pretty dope severance packages because they're like, oh yeah, you know, up billions for the quarter, the, the non-gaming part of it. All right. Do you got anything else you want to add about layoffs? Nah. I mean, we'll have to get into a discussion about like, why this is happening and stuff like that. I watched you on the Smashing Game Time podcast mm-hmm. and thought some interesting points were brought up there. Yeah, yeah, thanks, dude. Um, yeah, I wish I knew more about the business side of it and what really is happening in the economy that's causing this downturn. Um, but I don't, and I would like to. So if anybody out there knows of a good place to go read about this or watch something about why this is happening, Send it our way. I'd love to to check that out. All right, next up, it's our Gaming News Weekly Dumb Take of the Week. Take two. Um, Strauss Zelnick, the CEO of Take Two, you know, he's riding this high GTA 6 trailer. He's like, listen, we got you, baby. We're coming out. And he's like, mm-hmm. I could do anything I want. I'm on top of the world. And then he says dumb shit like this. 
In terms of our pricing for any entertainment property, basically the algorithm is the value of the expected entertainment usage, which is to say the per hour value times the number of expected hours plus the terminal value that's perceived by the customer in ownership if the title is owned rather than rented or subscribed to. Basically, he's saying that you should pay for something based on how long you do it how much enjoyment you get out of it. Um, he also added this. Uh, by, the, by that standard, our prices are still very, very low because we offer many hours of engagement. The value of the engagement is very high. So I think the industry as a whole offers a terrific price to value opportunity for consumers. Which is dumb as shit. Like I'm going to see a movie. Let's say I see an hour and a half movie. Do I to pay less than if I go see a three hour movie or yeah. do I say pay the same price? Cause it's a movie. Yeah, man, I was, I was pretty against this in all forms, except I'm just now realizing when you're reading it all back, it kind of already happened. World of Warcraft and subscriptions to games. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's definitely not the way he worded it. I don't think he would have gotten as much hate if he would have worded it like that. That's true. But if GTA came out as a subscription based service and you're paying $9.99 or $15.99 and it's a game as a service continually evolves like we know GTA 5 online did. Um, that's not so crazy. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's one thing I didn't think about. But yeah, like, I mean, he's, we, yeah, initially we think we're talking about raising the price from, you know, 60 to 70 to $80 or whatever it, it is. But yeah, you throw a $9.99 subscription service out a month, they're going to make a lot of money. And I think a lot of people are going to pay mm -hmm. that. So who knows? Dude? It's a little scary. It's a little scary yeah. when you think about I, it. Now I don't want it to go that right. way. No. Yeah. I just want to pay once for the game. Yeah. Yeah. That would not be good. I mean, like, you're right, though. We're not far off when you just think about, like, the amount of monetization that is in every game now. Yeah. How long to that completely subscription-based model where we're just paying to play? Yeah. Hopefully not anytime soon. No, All right. but I mean, I, I could see, sorry, I could no, see um, Xbox releasing games like only through Game Pass, something like that, where you basically would have to subscribe to the service if you want to play that game. Yeah, that's true. It's funny, too, because I think about because I'm paid up on Game Pass for so long, when a game comes out to Game Pass, I'm like, ooh, a free game that I could play. But yeah, I'm paying, I'm paying for that subscription. And like, yeah, yeah I, I, um, well, absolutely. There's some games that you could pay for a month, play a game, and, and finish it for that whatever the price is, $16 for the Game Pass Ultimate. So then you think you're paying $16 to play a single, you know, if it's a single-player story-based game that could take 30 hours or whatever, you could crush that in a month, two months. Um, but, yeah, those games that you want to keep playing, that, that becomes very pricey when you're playing it after three, four months. So... All right. Have we have we said enough? Hope so. We're at an hour so far, so yeah, we yeah, better we, get going. Yeah, we've been chatting. This has been a fun one. I like talking about the game of the year. I don't like talking about layoffs, though. So you know, next time maybe less. Let's have less news about layoffs for the next episode of Game News Weekly, please. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for checking out this latest episode of gaming news weekly we may we may be taking next week off next week is thanksgiving uh black friday i'm gonna be playing all sorts of new games baby i'm really excited um and then i'm gonna be real fat because i'm gonna eat a ton of food but um you know if something amazing pops up we'll be back here of course if not we're gonna take the week off we're gonna enjoy the holiday but definitely stop back the following week where we'll be talking about more video game news stuff uh, you could check this show out on YouTube if you want. Pop Culture Playground is where you'll find this show. A bunch of other stuff for myself. Uh, full clip is over at GameFAX, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. You can watch all his fun video game content over there. Also, check us out on Fruit Lab. It's a great website. You could earn basically gift cards for watching people play video games and posting content there it's a really cool way to earn a couple extra bucks and see some cool video game content and then if you want to just listen to the audio version you can find us anywhere podcasts are found just type in gnw that's going to get you this show you hit the subscribe button and bam every monday you're getting the biggest news all the things 
right in your ear. And you don't have to even really worry about it. It's just there. It's just there. And then while you're at it, go subscribe at TikTok and Instagram for all the updates and daily content coming over there. Uh, what else? Anything else? Nah, that's it. All right. Happy holidays. It. Happy Thanksgiving. And even if you're not American, go have a meal with your family. Yeah, eat some cranberries and uh, shut it. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.